now, time for Seafood News. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Staff Writer Ryan Doyle. This episode is brought to you by Ernerberry Consulting. Ernerberry Consulting provides tailored solutions to identify growth opportunities within the fast-paced protein commodity sectors. Combining the expertise of our analytical team, our warehouse of proprietary and trusted data, and unparalleled insight into market forecasting, Ernerberry Consulting will not only pinpoint developing global trends, but assist you in knowing exactly when and how to adopt them to maximize your return. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Thanks, Ryan. Let's kick things off with news of the recent import ban issued by U.S. Uh, Customs and Border Protection. The CBP hit China's Dalian Ocean Fishing Company with a withhold release order, which instructs CBP personnel to detain tuna, swordfish, and other seafood caught by Dalian-owned vessels. The order stems from an investigation by the CBP, which indicated the company was using forced labor in its fishing operations. And in that investigation, Customs and Border Protection identified all 11 of the International Labor Organization's indicators of forced labor, including physical violence, withholding of wages, and abusive working and living conditions. The Chinese government did respond quickly to the move. A spokesperson from China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs called the CPB's findings groundless. The spokesperson said, quote, to our knowledge, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection's claims of forced labor, abusive crew members, and withholding of pay is fabrication that is totally inconsistent with the facts, end quote. It looks as though there's going to be some more drama brewing yet again between the U.S. and China, Amanda. Now let's head over to Alaska, where Peter Pan is making history. During the second opener on Copper River on May 20th, the company broke historical records for ex-vessel prices when they pushed their offer for sockeyes to $12.60 a pound and for Chinook to an unprecedented $19.60 a pound. That price reached $20 a pound on May 24th before the state closed the Copper River fishery due to low escapement numbers. Seafood News' Peggy Parker was able to speak with Peter Pan's Vice President of Operations, John Hickman, who explained what, what an exciting time it is for the company. Hickman said the company's latest business plan not only prioritizes relationships with fishermen, but the employees and communities where Peter Pan operates. Hickman was pleased to see Peter Pan achieve the goals it had set out of late, including increasing its value-added offerings and opening in new areas. In other Alaska news, the Wild Alaskan Company is continuing to grow. The direct-to-consumer sustainable seafood membership company announced it has formed a fulfillment center partnership with RLS Logistics. The partnership will see the company open its seventh fulfillment center in the U.S. And Amanda, can you help uh, walk me through the success the company's had of late? Because I've heard they've uh, been making some big headlines. Oh, there is no denying that the company has seen growth, especially thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think a lot of people can say this as well. But uh, Wild Alaskan Company has attracted over 150,000 members since it was founded in 2017 by Aaron Kellenberg. And they experienced dramatic growth during the onset of the pandemic when people turned to different outlets to obtain their protein. I mean, it's it's hard to remember, right? Like a year ago, when, or I guess now it's a little over a year ago, but when you went to the food store and those aisles were empty and, you know, I, I know I was looking up like, you know, where to order food online and, and, but what's really cool about Wild Alaskan and what's really set them apart from the others is that they didn't change their marketing during the pandemic. Kallenberg said during Seafood Expo North America reconnects meeting changing customer needs through COVID-19 panel, they made a conscious choice to avoid exploiting COVID or the fears associated with COVID. And I know, I mean, I think I think I could probably speak for you as well, Ryan. There was a lot of there was a lot of fear going around, you know, like, am I gonna have like enough food? Like they didn't they didn't, you know, cave into that. And uh, I've definitely seen, I'm not gonna name any companies, but I definitely saw some companies that were like, you know, 
can't find this. Like we've got, you know, like it's things like that. And not that that is really exploiting a fear, but you know, it was definitely a, a weird time. So it's, it's cool that wild Alaskan company really just, you know, set the bar and, and kept what they were yeah, doing. Seeing a seafood company stick, stick to its roots, I think was pretty neat. Um, definitely. you saw a few companies do that in our sector here, but definitely with how much craziness was going on early, um, seeing some, uh, brands stick to their roots, I thought was, was a different path, um, during the, uh, time where everyone was kind of zigzagging. Yeah. And it worked out for them because the company increased new members daily by seven times in April, 2020 and a portion of May. And uh, at the time, the Wild Alaskan team was only made up of 18 employees, but they scaled to nearly 50 as a result of the increase in business. And now this new fulfillment center partnership with RLS Logistics will continue to help advance their efforts to expand across the Western states and U.S. at large. And Amanda, let's switch gears here and chat about the National Fisheries Institute's role in the recent Cognition Kitchen Guide partnership. Can you break it down for us? I thought this was a really interesting one. Yeah, this is neat. Um, NFI team of the Wild Blueberry Association of North America. And what I love about this job is that obviously, like I know about the National Fisheries Institute because I'm, you know, in the seafood industry, but I had no idea that a Wild Blueberry Association existed. <laughs> so I, think <laughs> I think that's really cool. <laughs> But uh, the uh, Wild Blueberry Association of North America, the International Tree Nut Council Research and Education Foundation, and the American Egg Board have all teamed up with NFI to offer a resource about eating a brain-boosting diet at all ages. And I think that's something we can all get on board with. So together, the organizations have created the Cognition Kitchen Guide to provide consumers with simple science-based information about brain-healthy foods, as well as 16 delicious recipes. And I'm taking a look at some of the recipes now, Amanda. And, and personally, I think that easy air fryer salmon looks fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, um, a beginner cook. So anything that has easy in the recipe, I'll probably try and, and fail at. But regardless, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I love air frying stuff. That was one of the, you know, the new things you can do during the pandemic that I found out, um, especially, you know, um, with all this extra time on my hands, not having to commute all the way to work, you know, uh, I can have some extra time to prep some meals. So that's I a game changer. That, uh, yeah, Easy Air Fryer Salmon was a winner for me. But do you want to break down a few of the other recipes they had? Uh, there, there was a lot of good ones. And I, yeah, this is definitely something you can you can find this uh, the link to the guide um, on our website because you're going to definitely want to check out some of these recipes. Uh, we got a gluten-free crab cake recipe, a Termex smoked salmon breakfast bowl, a butternut squash with shrimp, which that looks awesome. I'm, I'm on board with anything with butternut squash. Um, a pistachio dusted roast salmon with a light honey glaze. And honestly, that one, I think you can do with any type of fish. Like I'm thinking, like I look, mm -hmm. I cook a lot of cod. I think that would be good on, mm -hmm. on cod. And then, uh, this one combines, you know, the blueberries and you can even throw some nuts in here. Wild food salad with wild blueberries. So this one has wild rice, uh, the butternut squash and wild salmon. And then you throw in a, uh, some wild blueberries and some chopped pecans and, and that is the ultimate brain food right there. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, and we'll uh, keep things rolling here as we're going to focus on a new announcement from the newly renamed Global Seafood Alliance, which was formerly the Global Aquaculture Alliance. Uh, GSA just launched their best seafood practices, uh, the wild fisheries equivalent of their best aquaculture practices, third-party aquaculture certification program. After the shift to GSA was made official in April, the organization has done more than just change names. As the announcement of BSP suggests, it reflects the merger and their growing involvement in wild fisheries. BSP now uh, becomes the world's only third-party certification program capable of providing credible third-party assurances linking responsible wild capture fisheries to responsible fishing vessel standard certified vessels 
and seafood processing plant standard certified facilities through the chain of custody standard. And for our final story of the day, which I'm kind of sad about, Amanda, it's been a long time since <laughs> I've been back on the podcast and I was looking forward to it, uh, but I'm always happy to jump off the bench when needed, <laughs> um, you know, to step in for you or Lauren when that, uh, when that time comes. Well, um, that, but- that time is coming soon, right? Right, Ryan, you're taking off. I'm going <laughs> yep. to maternity leave at, at the beginning of August. So you're, you're on deck yep. for the next yes, you know, this few is, months. This is practice. Yeah. This is some, <laughs> some, some, some rehearsals before, you know, then it's, then it's my time to steal the show for a few months again. Uh, but thank, thankfully, we have Lauren here to steady the ship all the time. So. Oh, <laughs> just kidding, Lauren. Sorry. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, wrap things up and we'll chat about the President Biden's National Ocean Month proclamation. Uh, conservation and climate change was the focus of his remarks. The president noted how his administration will work to support ocean habitats, wildlife and resources of the ocean, and highlighting the America the Beautiful initiative, which will aim to conserve 30% of lands and waters by 2030, as Seafood News covered back in May. The administration also mentioned steps uh, it plans to take in regards to climate change, including work to keep the U.S. in the position to remain a global leader in ocean science, stewardship and conservation. To wrap things up, sustainable seafood harvesting was another topic at the forefront of Biden's proclamation. The president shared his support of safe, plentiful, and sustainable seafood harvesting for domestic consumption and export, and reducing public health risks such as harmful algae blooms that have proliferated as a result of climate change and the acidification of America's waters. Well, happy National Ocean Month to you, Amanda, and you listening wherever you may be. And that does it for us. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Erner Berry Consulting. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.